It's another beautiful day. Welcome once again to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I can't tell her wherever you are this morning, I want to welcome you in joining us to pray, to seek the heart of God, to seek the mind of God. I believe this morning, once again, the Spirit of the Lord will grant us insight and inroad into the Father's intention for our day, for our time. I believe that we will proceed further and move ahead towards the path he has ordained for us in this journey. We've been looking at uh, the book of Deuteronomy for a while. We've been hearing and seeing the direction of God for our life. And of course, all of that speaks into so many aspects of uh, God's divine program for our day, particularly in the place of prayer. Uh, Before I go straight into what we have for this morning, Maybe I should go back to the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Well, that wasn't part of my uh, 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 plan this morning, but I just felt I need to do that quickly. If you're watching me, if you're connecting to me this morning, I want to welcome you. May God continue to enrich your life. May he continue to empower you. May he continue to bless you. May his will and purpose for your life continue to grow and manifest. And of course, I pray that you will not be derailed. You will not be distracted in these days of great distraction. We're in a day where the the deception is becoming even more complex. And of course, you know that the battle is always from within. So I pray this morning that you will keep, keep the focus. You will keep your direction. You will keep your heart, amen, intact and aligned to what the Father is doing. I tell you, all of the craziness that is happening in our day, amen, have a good hand. At the end of the day, the name of the Lord will be glorified. The kingdom of God, amen, will be greatly manifest. And of course, Christ will be revealed within our lives, within our earth, amen. And of course, he will rule and reign. And that's our desire. Our ultimate desire, amen, is for the glory of God to be manifest within our lives and within our space. I was thinking about it just, uh, I was yesterday night, you know, in fact, the early hour today, early hour today, that you know, there are two narratives of Christianity out there. And uh, if one is not careful, there's a tendency to want to follow the you know, the, the wrong side of the narrative, okay, of what Christianity is, what you know, serving God is all about, what you know, church is all about. And this narrative is becoming even more amplified out there as we have a lot of people and you know, uh, uh, and mass and, and leaders, amen, you know, amplify this lie that Christianity is all about serving you, it's all about you know, just making your life good and great, and, and that's it. And any other thing that comes after, after that is the devil, but that's not true, that's not what the Bible, amen, reveals to us that's not what you know uh, jesus told us that's not what the disciples amen the apostles revealed to us and so it's important that in the nature of the days that we live in that we get amen our priority right in terms of what the word of god says regarding our relationship with god amen it's in that context that we're able to if you will carve out amen or or, or yes or ship out how we must define amen the priorities that defines our spirituality and our work and relationship with god and i think it's important that we continually remind ourselves amen that the days ahead are going to get even more fierce the battle is going to get more fierce the challenges is going to, is going to get more fierce okay and in all of these amen the bible says we should fear not the bible says amen that we will overcome because christ has already overcome 
So then why are we going through what we need to go through? Well, there are various reasons for that. One of the reasons is to build us, is to empower, is to enrich us, amen, is to develop, if you will, our sense of, you know, identity as, as Christ ambassadors and as Christ representatives, amen. So we must not be afraid of whatever is out there. So our, our, our prayer should not be to escape, but rather to engage Amen. To engage, to engage whatever it is. And we need to daily remind ourselves, amen, as we inspire ourselves in the presence of God, amen, as we, uh, uh, if you will, motivate ourselves, amen, to remain, to abide, and to continually, amen, seek the will of God. But guess what? We're not doing all of that by our own self. I think we also need to also bring that point, amen, make that point that we are not, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I guess sometimes we, we forget that, in fact, the Lord is in the boat. <laughs> we forget that he is in the boat. Yes, the storm is there. Yes, the wind is there. Everything looks boisterous. Amen. The challenges are there. The pain is there. You know, the, the frustration is there. The disappointments are there. And all of these things that want to make us feel weak and tired and want to give up. We forget that he is there with us going through those things. That is just somewhere in the boat. Amen. Sleeping. He's sleeping. He's there with us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake, forsake you. So we are going, friends, to the other side. That's the promise. That's the word. That's what he told us disciples let's go to the other side so regardless of the wind regardless of the storm regardless of the earthquake whatever may be happening within and around your life your home your family your business your career amen within your nation let's let's keep our eyes amen on what he said let's go to the other side amen and that's what we've been looking at for looking at for a while now amen the lord said to moses amen take the people take them to the promised land there's a movement hallelujah Come on, friends. And we don't want to get to the point where in our journey we become disorientated. We become disillusioned. We become, you know, uh, 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 frustrated to the point that we are no longer going forward. Rather than going forward, we, we find ourselves, amen, ro roaming around the same mountain, amen. Like the children of Israel, for 40 years they were roaming the same space. It's if you dwell too long, amen, on this mountain, all right? There are certain mountains. In fact, there are a few mountains that we have conquered. And uh, it's like, well, let's, let's remain here. Let's, let's build our camp here, amen. This place is good. Uh, in fact, Peter said, let's build one temple for you, amen. One for Moses, one for Elijah. Let's forget about, you know, conquering other place. Let's forget about, you know, advancing, you know, the intentions of God in other area. Can't we just settle here? It's nice here. It's nice here on the mountain. Yes, that's one mountain conquered. But there are other mountains that we need to overcome. There are other lands we need to take. There are other places, amen, we need to establish the counsels and the will of God. But friends, that's not what I'm about this morning. You know, I want to talk to us about, you know, some of the things the Lord, you know, taught us regarding prayer. Because prayer, prayer does a lot in our work with God. It gives us, you know, a, a kind of, you know, a, a value system that defines the right order of, you know, a, a spiritual relationship and work with God. All right. So uh, you, for, for those of us that have been following and have been listening to what we've been talking about regarding the place of prayer, I'm sure by now you understand that there is so much to know. There's so much to learn. Every day I am learning new things. I am discovering new things. All right. We've been looking at Matthew 6 for a while. All right. Uh, uh, we started by looking at, you know, Luke uh, 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 chapter chapter 10, if I'm not mistaken. We started by, Jesus said, when you pray, say. 
So when you pray, say, and then we jump from there, all right, to the things he wants us to do, to know, amen, so that our prayer, when we pray, you see, it's not enough to just say, I'm praying, how we pray, like I always say, how we pray, amen, what we pray in our prayer, the condition of our, of our heart, the state of our life, amen, all of those, amen, play a key role to how the Father responds to our prayer, all right? Now, we know that there is a prayer that is done by, you know, if you will, immature people all right there is a prayer that is done by those who have some level of you know spiritual understanding they've been awakened but they are not fully awakened you you know how it is when you wake up in the morning all right there are those who have not even been they are not awakened they are still sleeping so they are not aware of what is going on amen about the, the intentions of God, the programs of God, the counsels of God, they're not aware, they've not been awakened to what I call kingdom reality. So they are still fast asleep, they're snoring. So when you're sleeping, you're not aware of what's going on around you. <laughs> All right, you, you care less of who, 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 who is taking what, who is stealing what, who is doing what. You care less because you're fast asleep. When you are sleeping, amen. Amen. Your con- your consciousness, your consciousness, amen, is elevated. Amen. You, you move into another realm that is not aware of the environment. Jesus wants us to be aware of our environment. Amen. That's the essence of spirituality. Spirituality is being awakened in the spirit. Hallelujah. It's being aware. It's being alive that nothing happens around or within your life. Amen. Within your community that you're not aware of. That is spirituality spirituality is oh what's going on there i'm not no 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 you should be aware because you are awakened and when you are awakened you need to be what informed this is what the kingdom of god is all about that's why we are praying this kingdom come is when the kingdom of god comes into us we are awakened to the intentions of god we are awakened to the the counsels of our father amen we are awakened to the the the, the demand amen yes uh, when we are afraid and we are drawing back from the things we are called to engage it means that we are either asleep or we are partially awake and when you know when we're partially awake there are things we don't understand in fact when you wake up most most time when you wake up you are disorientated in fact you know science says that when you wake up you need to first sit on the bed for you know a few seconds you know a few few minutes all right so that you know the, the the blood can circulate properly amen in other words so you can think straight have you noticed that when you wake up amen you lose your balance how many times have you tried to go to the toilet when you wake up all right you hit something or you find yourself yes you lose balance because the blood has not fully circulated properly in a way that you're able to make a precise, accurate decision. That's why it requires training. All right. Those who are in the military will, te- will tell you amen, that, you know, they- they've been trained that, you know, when they wake up, when they wake up, you know, their body just aligned to certain dimensions and things. They're able to do one or two things. They're, they're, they're not confused. They're not disorientated. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We are just being awakened to a new day. So there's a lot of disorientation. There's a lot of amen, confusion. There's a lot of you know frustration, if you will. There's a lot of tiredness. Some people wake up tired. Ugh. You know, yes. So many things are going on within this new day that we have been awakened to. And of course, we need to understand that this new day is the third day. Is the third day. Is the third day of the spirit. Hallelujah. Is the day where maturity is demanded, is required of us or else. You know what's going to happen? 
Okay, so so we need we need to we need to know where we are, the context of what the Spirit of God, Amen, is doing and emphasizing, Amen. This is the day of being awakened in Deuteronomy chapter one, Amen. The children of Israel once again were awakened. God said to Moses, Amen. Yes, to make two trumpets. Two trumpets, amen. The trumpet is to awaken them, one, amen, is to gather them, amen, and to lead them into the place of the next intentions of the Father for their life. So, in the, in the voice of God, in the prophetic trumpet of God for our day, for our season, amen, we've been looking at two things. What Jesus taught us in the place of prayer, because prayer, amen, is more than just communicating to God. And I want to talk about that this morning. Prayer is beyond just talking to God. Prayer actually, amen, is developing intimacy with God. Amen. And we're going to look into that. But I just quickly want to go back and read uh, 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 um, Deuteronomy 1. Because it's important that we always look at what the Spirit of God is saying to us in the context of His of his prophetic program for our life amen it's important we always look at what amen what we're teaching what we're declaring amen in the context amen when you come to potter's gate amen online broadcast what we often talk about amen are what the spirit of god is emphasizing amen for the church and we look back, amen, to draw, you know, examples and all of that, amen. Yes, we look at our environment. We look at all of that. But all of that is to help us to know where we are. Man shall not live by bread alone, amen, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we are about the proceeding word, amen. We are about the proceeding word. There is something the Lord, amen, is saying because those things, amen, matter to him in the program of his, of, of his uh, uh, intentions for your life, for my life, amen. So uh, one of the things that I was looking at this morning as I began to, uh, 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 you know, think about this message. In fact, let, let me quickly read Deuteronomy chapter 1, like I said. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 1 while we come back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. That's where we're going to be dealing with. Amen. Alright, in Deuteronomy 1, 1, these are the words Moses spoke to all Israel. I don't have it, you know, uh, on my, um, on the screen. Thank you so very much, Abra Desmond. Thank you for joining this morning. Really appreciate it. Alright. I, I, um, I don't have it on screen, so if you are, if you are reading it, <clears throat> Excuse me. Please uh, uh, follow me in Deuteronomy chapter 1. Remember, this is a word that came 40 years after the children of Israel have been roaming the mountain. Amen. They've been roaming uh, uh, the wilderness 40 years. 40 years. You understand? So many things have happened. Amen. During that 40 year season. And most time, you know, you. I mean, when you are journey with God and you lose direction, you lose focus, you lose objective. Something next take over your life. And one of the first things that happen is that we, we tend to, you know, we, we tend to lose motivation. We lose motivation. Hallelujah. We lose motivation. So after 40 years, the word of the Lord came back to Moses. He said, how, how I'm connecting, uh, you know, what the Lord has been speaking to us about, you know, uh, 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 moving from being dispossessed to the point of repossession of course everything that the lord gives to us or he's saying or he wants us to understand or achieve must be done first in the context of a solid amen spiritual lifestyle we cannot engage the promises of god or the counsels of god the program of god without coming via amen yes the foundation of a prayer life our prayer life must be solid because it defines how far we go 
in the things of the spirit our prayer life defines how far amen we will go in the things of the kingdom amen we will never appreciate or understand issues of the kingdom amen beyond the level of our amen prayer connection and understanding amen prayer to us is beyond just some you know a a, a spiritual you know keys we use to to get something no prayer to us amen is the pointer that leads us to the point amen where we get transformed amen where we get reformed hallelujah and when we get to be restored to the divine intentions of god for our lives so prayer to us amen it's not just you know a a, a, you know a, a class that we go to and learn certain things about certain things prayer to us amen is is the very breath is the passage hallelujah is the gateway amen and is the is the if you will is the light and the pillar that continue to guide us until we appear before god in zion hallelujah we get to be perfected and mature through our prayer life why because prayer to us amen is a spiritual uh, 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 if you will is a spiritual life that builds us to become what the father amen has ordained for us so after 40 years I mean, I love the leadership of Moses. No matter how, amen, we, 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 we look at him. I mean, and I tell you, people can push you to the point where you make the same mistake of Moses. And in fact, many of us have, 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 have made worse, worse mistake than Moses. Thank God we are under, amen, grace. Thank God we are in the New Testament. If many of us were living in the days of Moses, amen, we would have been disqualified, we would have been removed, amen. Thank you so very much, Sister Joy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, prayer is not a religious activity to us. Yes, it's a way of life. Hallelujah. Now, l- listen, I was saying something about Moses. You know, Mo- if many of us were to be living in the days of Moses, we would have been disqualified. So we should thank God for grace. Amen. So there are still values and principles that we can learn in Moses after all Moses was not you know some uh, uh, angel Moses was a man like us the Bible says Elijah was a man just like us amen these people we need to we need to appreciate them we need to know we need to appreciate and see the kind of life the the sacrifice you know they they, 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 they gave amen to be able to do the kind of things amen they did Moses I mean this 40 years after for imagine you are teaching somebody Amen. The truth for 40 years, and that person refuses to listen to you, and that person remains rebellious for 40 years. But this is not just one, two, three. We're talking about a whole nation of people under the leadership of Moses. After 40 years, I mean, sometimes you know, you feel so tired, you feel like, can I just give up? <laughs> you understand? Yes, because you know, you are investing in something, but you're not seeing change, you're not seeing results. You're not, I mean, you get demotivated, you get demoralized, amen. You get tired, amen. Everybody gets inspired, amen, by change. When you see positive change, amen, in an investment, you, you want to do more. But in a situation where you are investing, but you're not seeing any change, you're not seeing any result, you know, you want to give up, you want to look for an alternative. But the Bible says, 40 years later Moses still went unto the people and said this is the word of the Lord God says amen in fact let me read it in verse in verse in verse 6 the word of the Lord word of the Lord came to to us at Oreb you have stayed long enough at this mountain break camp and advance into the hill country of the amorites go to all the neighbor the, the neighboring people in the arabah 
in the mountains, in the western foothill, in the Negev along the coast, to the land of, Ke- of the, to the land of the Canaanites, and to and to and to Lebanon as far as the great river Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land. Amen. Swore to you. You know, swore to your fathers. Amen. Now, now, this is very, very interesting. 40 years later, Moses came and still, amen, rehashed this word that God's prophetic intention, amen, has not, has, 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 has not changed. God's counsel for, amen, for his people, amen, has not been altered, has not, you know, uh, has not been, uh, has not been uh, uh, neutralized. So, friends, get up. So, in this context of what God is saying to us, because let's assume that we're in a day where, amen, we know that so many things, in fact, it's not an assumption, we're in a day where so many things that, amen, we've been promised, we have been told, amen, we've been defined, and we have been given as an objective, amen, of, of the church, amen, of those who are following Christ, we know that we have shifted away from those things. We know that we have derailed from many of those things, amen, that the, the, the plan of God, the program of God has been cast aside. We're running our own thing. We're doing our own thing. But here is a leadership coming back and say, friends, hallelujah, it's time we return back to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time we return. Like like Uzziah, he said, come let us return to the Lord. Amen. Yes. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves amen and, and return to the law this is a period and season where God is calling us to return and there is no better way to return than the place amen of prayer and when I talk about prayer I'm talking about returning to amen the place of intimacy according to Jesus definition amen in Matthew 6 is he said when you pray go into your inner room in other words amen prayer is all about intimacy I want to speak about the intimacy amen of prayer I want us to look at amen the, the, the place of prayer as a place of spiritual intimacy. And it's important that we understand this, amen. That prayer to us means amen a, 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 a walk with God. Prayer to us means amen dialogue with God. Prayer to us means amen having that, if you will, that secret room. That secret room. Remember that everything that God does, amen, always begins from a room, from a location, from a secret place. Remember that is how, amen, yes, the outpouring began in the upper room. God never begins his walk, his move, amen, in, in a loud place. When Jesus was born, you know where he was born, in a secret place, in the manger, in a place where nobody, hallelujah, will even give an attention to. And this is powerful. And I believe the Lord is the Lord is re-emphasizing this because many of us have lost our or are losing our you know intimacy with God. I know I know we do every other thing that we are supposed to do, you know, as Christian. I know we pray, but amen. That prayer is no longer coming from the place of intimacy. I, I know that you know we give, but amen. We are the we are the loudest, you know, voice. Amen. Our giving is the loudest voice. When we give, everybody around knows that we've given. Whatever we're doing for, for the church, for the body of Christ, we do it. In fact, if we don't post it on Facebook or Instagram or you know, one of these social media. It's like we have not arrived. The day we live in, amen, is a day that 
pushes us, that tells us, amen, to shout it out, amen, to put it out there. Let people know, amen. You know, you're feeding somebody, it must be there on Facebook, you know. You know, you're giving somebody a gift, it, it has to be seen. You know, uh, the, the days that we live in is a day, amen, that stands against, that negates, amen, a life of intimacy, a life of, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, one-to-one relationship, amen. Not just with God, but even with people. You know, a lot of people get engaged and the first thing you see is online. You see it on Facebook. The hand of the lady is there with a ring. I'm like, oh, is this how it is now? You know, we, 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 we are losing that sense. In fact, our sense of identity and security, amen, is found among the crowd. If we're not in the crowd, if people are not hearing our voice, if we're not posting something about ourselves, if it's not our face, if it's not the new dress that we're trying to portray or the new hairstyle, Amen. Or the new thing that our church is doing, or you know, we 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 have lost the place and point, amen, where we become you know one with God, where we appreciate that position of oneness, quietness. That if we're quiet, people see it as something negative. All right, if Isaiah does not come to broadcast in the next three, four days, you know, people begin to wonder. In fact, people maybe will go somewhere else. It's so bad today that you want to always present yourself because if you don't present yourself, if you don't make yourself known out there, if you're not, if you're not showing your face all the time, then people are going to go somewhere else. That is how bad the thing is today. Amen. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And we need to, we need, we need, we need, we need God to help us we need God to help us because we are losing we are losing amen the place where God hallelujah wants to speak to us this morning I'm speaking to us about intimacy prayer is about intimacy you know that amen the the, the most secret things of your life you don't go you don't go and, and blow it out there but guess what People are doing it today. <laughs> People are putting, amen, their, their, their personal life out there for others to see. No wonder today we've lost value because the things that defines our value are supposed to be things, amen, that we, that we talk about, that we keep in that secret place. There are things that I can only share with people that are close to me, people that are very, and there are people that are close to me that I've shared a bit of my personal life with them, yes, because they are close to me, because I know they will not give me up but imagine if to next tomorrow i see such a thing posted on facebook or you know on twitter think about how i'm gonna feel is the same way god feels why do you why do you think jesus said amen that amen if you want to pray go to the secret he said go to your secret room go to the inner room go to the inner room not the outer room amen yeah he said go to the inner room I, I was thinking about this and I was saying to myself Lord you mean you really want us to have a special room amen uh, to, you know where we can talk to you yes and this is not just about having a physical room it, it, it's a place hallelujah that you define as sacred it's that place that is sacred to you what time do we have in our busyness in our busy lifestyle amen many of us no longer have amen what the bible call the inner room amen where we can shut the door you know the word you know you know what it means to shut the door to shut the to shut the door means amen to shut down your facebook amen to shut down your twitter amen to shut down the phone hallelujah yes to shut down the voice of others to shut down every other voice. Now it's you and your heavenly father. 
It's just you and your heavenly father. Have we considered this? When you pray, go into your inner room. Shut the door. <laughs> Jesus, what are you saying? No distraction. Because the place of intimacy is a place, amen, of oneness. Is a place of contemplation. Is a place of rapport. Is a place where you share things you don't want a thought party to be part of. You know the kind of prayer you pray, amen, in that secret place. It's not any kind of prayer. These are things that really, really, amen, concerns your heart. These are things that touches your heart. These are deep things. And the things that God will be sharing with you. Amen. Somebody say, ah, I, why is it that I don't hear God? Why is it that hey, I'm, I'm not seeing those things like the prophets? It's because, amen, you do not have, amen, a sense of respect for God. How many times we're praying, our phone is buzzing. We're praying, but we're, how many times have you seen people in church? You know, we're, we're in the presence of God, but we are doing selfie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're into self we're into all kinds of things everything today amen we, everybody has been turned into a cameraman into you know a video man we all are in the act of shooting a video everything to us is an entertainment today we live in the world where everything including our spirituality our spirituality has become entertainment we want to catch every moment <laughs> we want to catch every moment because you know we, we are so anemic in terms of relationship with God that the opinions of men, the opinions of others matter to us more than the opinions of God, more than the heart of God, more than the things that God wants to share with us. And at the end of the day, we're still not satisfied. And then we have to go somewhere else. We have to look for something else. We're forever looking for something to occupy ourselves because we have lost. Amen. Yes. The, the, the principles and the, and, the, and, the, and the joy of remaining and abiding in the presence of God. I hope, you, I hope you know, amen, that you have to develop the act of learning and appreciating the presence of God. The Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord, it's not an easy thing. If you, if you have been full of a self-life, if you have been full of, you've been driven by a soul life, you know what the, what the Bible calls a carnal life. Carnality is mixing spirituality and your own idea, your own desire together. Carnality basically is using your own mind, amen, to define how the things of God will run. That's carnality. So when you feel happy, yes, you do the things of God. But when you don't feel happy, amen, you, you do what what makes you feel happy you understand you go the other way you understand that that's carnality now if you're full of a, in a, that kind of lifestyle it will be very difficult for you to begin to appreciate in fact the concept of appreciation is no longer there but for you to want to spend quality time in the presence of god is going to be difficult so you have to learn that process again how do I wait on the Lord and I'm not checking my phone? I'm not, you know, uh, uh, checking who is checking me, who is looking at me, who is saying what, who likes what I said, who, you know, it's, it's, we've made, we're making it very difficult for us to maintain spirituality. 
And that's why I, I thought sometimes when we pray like this and uh, we have these things recorded, that it, it's a way to help people to, if you will, to jack their spirituality up again, <laughs> you know. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate that because some people don't know how to pray again. But when they listen to how we pray, when they listen to m m many of these things that we put out there, it helps them to awaken them. It's like somebody who has lost his or her memory. And you begin to bring all kinds of things to help them, amen, regain their memory. And this is why we do what we do. This is one of the reasons why we pray this prayer. You know why I, I, I record this prayer. So that when you are listening to the prayer, it, 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 it enhances you. It awakens you, hallelujah, to pray. Hallelujah. Biblical, biblical context-driven prayer is the ultimate place, amen, is the ultimate place for spiritual intimacy. How are you doing with your intimacy with God? Because your intimacy with God will show me the level and the depth of your prayer life. You see, time is inconsequential when intimacy is involved. Time is inconsequential when intimacy is involved. You know that. You know that as I know that. That when you are in relationship, when you are in love with somebody, you don't continue checking your time. Oh, we, we've spent uh, uh, half an hour. Oh, we've spent. You don't think about that. Because what you're talking about, what you're doing in that time you're sharing with that person, amen, is eternal. It, 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 it's not something that you can measure. So when you read about great men and women in the past who spent hours in the place of prayer, you ask yourself, what are they saying? <laughs> what could I be saying? How can somebody be in a place of prayer for five hours? Seven hours? Don't these people have a job? Well, many of them don't have. They've, they've made prayer their job because they understand that they have been bought they have been brought forth amen they have been you know they have been born for such a time you see there are and i pray that we will understand this in our time in our generation because we have great expectation but very little input spiritual input regarding what we want to see manifest oh we want to be the ultimate the finishing generation we want to come into the program of god we want to finish the the intentions of God, friends, that is going to take more than just a wish and, 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 you know, a nice word. No, it's going to take certain people knowing that, hey, this is what I've been called to do in, in this period. I need to spend three hours. I need to spend four hours, amen, in the presence of God. Because listen to this, the input always determines the output. Jesus said, when you pray, go into the inner room. Shut the door. What doors have you shut? <clears throat> how aware, how awakened are you regarding the place of the ministry of prayer? I hope you know that prayer is a ministry, is a service. We will give ourselves, amen, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That's what they said. 
the apostles that established for us the foundation, amen, of what we have come into today. The first century, amen. Yes, apostles. They said we would give ourselves. Remember, they were doing something laudable. They were they were serving tables. They were, you know, you know, you know, reaching out to community. They were providing for the community. They said that's good, but it's not our primary call. So choose for yourself seven highly, highly influential, amen, highly spiritual brethren. Let commit, let's commit this assignment to them. That's where Stephen came to, amen, to the scene. Let them handle this thing. But we, hallelujah, the apostles of the Lord, we will commit ourselves to prayer and to the ministry. You, you've got to understand that prayer is not just about verbalization. It's not just about talking. In fact, true prayer, amen, begins from a point and a place where there are no words to express. Prayer is your thoughts and God's thoughts merging together. Prayer starts from the from the thought realm. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So prayer is you infusing your thoughts. You know, <laughs> the height of true intimacy, the height of true intimacy lacks word for expression. You know that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> the height of true intimacy it's not expressed by words. It's expressed by feelings. It's expressed by action. That's why two people, when they truly love themselves as they are married, when they talk and talk, after a while, they, they hug themselves. Let the hug, the hugging speaks more than, amen, yes, the words. When somebody, amen, is bereaved or somebody is, you know, in need, you can give all the person nice words, but somebody goes there and hug that person, you know, and just hug that person and make that person feel, I'm here for you. Isn't the, isn't the point and the place where you, you see people break down, they start crying. Why? Because the hugging speaks louder than the voice. It speaks louder than the, the words. Don't just come with words. You've got to come. The Bible says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your might. Our prayer, amen, is, is beyond just what we say. Your thoughts, yes, Sister Tina, your thought and God's thoughts must infuse when your thought becomes God's thought when your mind becomes God's mind or when the mind of God becomes you know your mind then you've come into the act of prayer <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> wow <laughs> praise God uh, Bishop Will amen <laughs> is one uh, 35 a.m. in America. Amen. I'm blessed this morning that you're able to connect with us. Amen. Enjoy America. Please share our love with them there. We're praying. We're, we're standing with you in prayer. You and uh, um, the woman of God, we appreciate your ministry, sir. God bless you, sir. 
Hallelujah. The place of intimacy is what God the Father is calling us into. We share oneness with him. One, one thought. Because listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. If your thought and God's thoughts are not aligned, no matter what you say in the place of prayer, amen, is misguided. I've shared this and I'm going to share it again. In fact, I was reading about it yesterday. Thank you so very much. I see somebody else connecting with us. Amen. Fans, thank you so very much. Absolutely true. Yes. Listen to this. The, there are two dimensions to prayer. The first, the first dimension to prayer is to know, amen, the mind of God. Then the second dimension to prayer is to execute what you know, amen, about what has been revealed to you. The first dimension to any kind of prayer, any kind of prayer. You're praying for America, you're praying for Russia, you're praying for your brother, you're praying for your son, you're praying for your daughter, you're praying for your business, you're praying for your ministry. Whatever kind of prayer, whatever you're bringing to God in the place of prayer, I divide it into two points. Amen. The first is, what is the mind of God? The second, amen, once you know that, is to execute it. Is to execute it. Hallelujah. Very important. Very, very important. The first is to know. The second is to execute. So if you if you miss the first one, which is to know the mind of God, the will of God, what, what then are you going to be executing? You got a point. What then are we going to be saying? What then are that's why we Jesus said, Don't, and we're going to deal with that in the next uh, uh concept that we're going to be looking at. Jesus said, when you pray, don't be like the pagans who continue to repeat the same thing. They continue to repeat. No, we don't pray from that position. We pray from the position of knowing. This is what the Lord have revealed to us regarding this thing. So we then go to do what? Execute. He said, but if I know it, why, why do I need to execute? Oh, you, need, you do need to execute it because you got to pray the kingdom of God to come into that area, into that person, into that condition, into that situation. Amen. Yes. But today we're dealing with the place of intimacy. Amen. We've dealt with the, the, the point. He said, when you pray, say. And I've told us that the word say means, in fact, the word say comes from the word lego. Amen. From the Greek. And it means to build systematically. To build. Amen. To, in fact, it means to build like one building with blocks. To build with blocks. Lego. That's where the word Lego comes from. You know, Lego where children used to, to play the Lego blocks. Yes. Yes. You know, you know how you pack the Legos. You can use a Lego to build anything. In fact, they've made Lego today into, you know, a, a movie industry. You, you understand? Lego. It means to build together. So prayer is systematic. Just like, you know, in a relationship, you don't go and just open your mouth and start saying anything. You may just lose the relationship. In the business, you don't just go. No, no. There, there's a way, amen, you introduce yourself. There's a way you come. There's a way. And all of this speaks into the condition, our intimacy with God. When you pray, say. And then in that word, he went further. Jesus went further and said, okay, don't be like the hypocrite. We're there with that, amen. Hypocrites, amen, are people who say what they don't mean. Hypocrites, amen say what they don't mean or they portray an attitude or a, a lifestyle or a behavior amen that that they are not in other words an hypocrite is a deceiver 
they give you a, a, a font they show you something but on the on the back end amen they're totally a different thing jesus said don't be like the hypocrite when you pray amen he says the pharisee are like the hypocrites that when they pray they like to stand in the open place open place amen basically to people is like wow this guy can pray this guy is anointed oh just see jesus said no 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 they have received their reward they've received their reward so jesus was heading somewhere don't be in fact it was when he made that statement he said then when you pray amen amen he said go into your closet no pharisees don't like closets they don't like close relate they don't like closer relationship it's just me and you no 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 they like everybody around to see it you know yes because they li- they live in in a world where the opinions of the mass amen they live in the world that is driven by, by democracy amen democratic spirituality is what they are practicing all right the 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 the, the number defines the vote amen yes the number defines the money the number defines the power it's 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 the concept amen of you know of of the, of the building of the tower of babel they say let us come together let us it's, it's democratic religion is them don't you know that dem- democracy itself is a religion they believe in the power of the people even if what the people believe is wrong as long as the majority the, the majority carries the vote then it's okay and that is why amen we keep missing it because it's easy amen to influence majority i mean there is there is a democratic uh, 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 primary election right now going on in my country nigeria all right this is basically just to select the people that are going to be represent that are going to be you know conversing for leadership for the next president of of you know of of of, of the nation but guess what the delegates that are supposed to choose who amen will represent them as either the president or the vice president were all paid off they they, they call it you know a uh, dollar you know election they, me the people were given money you know you talk about okay people's power no 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 the people no longer have power there are people, there are individuals that controls the mass. Like you know today, alright? That today, those who can control what is going on, amen, on social media, who can who can dictate, who can define and determine the narrative, the general narrative, amen, are the most powerful people. That's why, you know, uh, 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 somebody like Elon Musk is saying, no, 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 we, we're going to we're gonna bring some sanity into this area, alright? Let's take the power away from, you know, few corporate, you know, individuals who want to define the narrative on Twitter, who want to define the narrative on Facebook, who want to define the narrative on Google. I mean, Google as a company is one of the most powerful, amen, you know, private entity on earth. Because tomorrow they can shut you down. You talk about the power of the people. The people's got the power. But there are people that can buy the power of the people. Welcome to the 21st century. The 21st century. The way we understand and define democracy has changed. In fact, it has always changed. When you have a man, 200,000 people who are disenfranchised, who are disadvantaged, amen, who do not have access to, amen, to road, to, you know, to, to water, to electricity, amen. And one person comes tomorrow and said, I'm going to give you road, I'm going to give you electricity, I'm going to give you free internet, I'm going to give you all of this free, just vote for me. In fact, here is the road where we will start constructing the road. And here is money, you know, to put your children in school to do. Don't you think the people will cast their vote for that person? 
So let's not say democracy is the best concept, amen, of, of, of you know, of, of politics. No, it's no longer. Because, yes, the people have the number, but the number can be bought. The vote can be bought. I'm bringing all of this context for us to understand that we have to come to a day and a place where you know the number the majority no longer define our relationship with god all right god has called you amen to reach maybe just seven people in your life seven people but you don't know what god is going to do with those seven people but now you you have seven people but i nah, know you 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 want you want 70 you want 70 people god says no i'm giving you seven people if you can raise seven people for me i would change so many things your environment but no because your definition of spirituality and your definition of increase and your definition of prosperity and your definition of abundance amen is increasing number because that's what they to told us and taught us amen under the charismatic all right that the, the the number number is the thing number is the thing because more number is more money that is not kingdom that is not the kingdom of god the concept of harvest must be looked from the lens view, hallelujah, of God's wisdom. Let me repeat what I've said. The concept of harvest must be looked at, must be understood from the lens view, hallelujah, of God's definition. Hallelujah. Jesus did not reach the world, but he reached 12 people. And 12 people, hallelujah, were sent out. 70 people. And then we, we saw what happened in the upper room. Yes, you've got to understand in the principle, hallelujah, of multiplication. Now, there are people, I mean, I don't, I don't have access to everybody. I cannot reach everybody. And in fact, I don't want to reach everybody. But there are few people, hallelujah, that are in my world that I want to impact their life because i know like one one said to me not too long ago he said you know what <laughs> elder you know what you're saying is making impact in our life and we take what you're saying hallelujah to our workplace to wherever we are and we amen showcase that we allow people to see into that and they're asking wow where did you get such a wisdom from that is the principle of the kingdom one shall put a four amen a thousand two shall put to flight ten thousand can you understand the principle? Amen. Do we understand that? So when I spend time with God and God is able to share certain things with me and speak certain, and I come online, amen, and I share that which I've received from my own, you know, personal, intimate, amen, a, a relationship with God and somebody else carries that, amen, and transform, amen, that into the context of what God is doing in his our own life and that person go out there and maybe reach, amen, 20 people, a thousand people, hallelujah. Guess what? We we all, hallelujah, gets to be blessed in the chain of that which God has released or spoken. So I don't, I don't need to bother my head that I've got to reach 20,000. 20, there are people who are, who are given the grace to reach 20,000. But if my calling, and this is where I started from, if my calling is to stay in the presence of God, hallelujah, and be the ears that can hear, hallelujah, and be the eyes that can see, and, and present a heart, hallelujah, that is chasing. I know not everybody... Is calling to that and not everybody's got that passion but there are certain people whose ministry amen is just to search and seek their heart is expanding is yearning after god like like john the beloved he's the only one that had the audacity let me repeat it john the beloved is the only one that had the audacity to put his head on jesus chest according to scripture 
Are you saying Jesus really didn't love the others the way he loved John the Baptist? No, no, no. It's something about John. It's not the, It's not Jesus saying, oh, John, I need you to put your chest. No, no. It's John. It, there's some, you know that you have that even in family. There are certain children, you know, you've got three, four children, but there is this one that is, it, this one just takes to getting so intimate with you. Even when you get angry and say, everybody, no, no, no. This one just find a way of coming back. He just find, you know, my, my daughter is like that. She just have a way of coming back to me, you know. Yes, you've got them. It's not like you don't love the rest, but this one just makes no. Even that, even if you're angry, you can be angry. But I'm coming. I'm coming. They keep chasing you. They keep running after you. They have a way of breaking you. They, no matter how angry you are, when when you see that one, <laughs> you don't know what to do again. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you didn't decide that. They decided that for themselves. I'm going to go the extra mile. I want to know you. I want to be close to you. I want to have intimacy with you. Hallelujah. I want to, I want to fill your heartbeat. That was, that was John the Beloved. And this is, this, is, this is the true story. Hallelujah. The true context to prayer. Prayer. Hallelujah. It's not just... You know, the image that comes to mind now, and this is a beautiful image, but don't be offended, but it's a beautiful, it's a, I think it's the most wonderful image I can use to portray this. Now you have somebody that you're married to. Amen? You have somebody you're married to, a wife you're married to. All right? Of course. That person will satisfy you sexually. You, you, you get sexual, you know, uh, 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 um, satisfaction from that person. But you can also get, you know, maybe sex, not sex, not, not, not satisfaction, but you can also get sex from, you know, a prostitute. They're both women. You understand? One, amen, one, you know, a, 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 a sexual relationship comes from a point of intimacy. So there's a buildup. There's a buildup. I mean, there should be a buildup, amen, to, to, to such level of relationship. Like we say, sexual relationship is the highest form, is the highest level, amen, of, of relationship. When, when you climax, you know, a relationship in sex, that should be, you know, that, there's no other mountain to go beyond that level, amen. That's the highest you can go. Yes. But you know, like I know today that sex has been turned to an exercise, just another exercise. In fact, there are many movies today that are saying they're promoting casual sex. You know, you, you can have sex with people and really don't need to love them. But that's not the way. The one who gave us sex, who defines sex, hallelujah, amen, defines it. You don't go into it if you don't have a relationship. You understand? So you, you can go in, you can, you, can, you can have, you know, an intercourse with somebody that you are not really close with and you can pay your way. You can pay your way into it. I'm, I'm drawing this true parallel as an example that defines how many of us treat the things of God. There are those, amen, who want to be married to God. They want to know the heart. You see, when somebody is married to you, that person should know your heartbeat. That person is not just about your hand. That person is not just about your look. That person is about what is in your heart. What 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 moves you, amen. What touches your life, you know. When, when, when you come home looking, you know, uh, all happy that person can see through you and say but 
honey what's wrong because that person knows that that smile is a fake one that smile amen that that you know yeah that thing is not real i know you that person is saying you can pretend to me i know you so what's going on talk to me you understand yes that's true relationship but but you see when <clears throat> when you have a relationship that well you just run into it because you are in need you're in need and you've come with your prayer god i just need xyz i need to get xyz please can you give it to me and thank you bye you're gone you know what i'm talking about that's that's where we have reduced our work with our spiritual work with all right where we can just go to god and claim something and get something i need an eyeglasses can you just after all you know you god you're powerful you know all things you you have all things yes <laughs> there's nothing you cannot do yes but the fact that he knows all things amen yes and there's nothing he cannot do does not mean that we should take advantage in the name of where well, is my right i claim it the bible talk about amen two sons in the scripture jesus talked about the concept of two sons there were two sons one said to his father you understand um can, can you just give me you know my inheritance after all i'm a believer i'm a christian can you give me what belongs to me because i'm tired of standing before you i'm tired of your face i need to go you know into the world i need to be like others you know i want to enjoy what others are enjoying please release me let me go give me my inheritance I, I thought if you want to go you could have just gone why ask him for your inheritance because you know he's still immature he doesn't understand amen yes that even though it's your right even though yes you have the right you know to to the goods but there are protocols there are ways amen that the father really yes he's not afraid of giving it to you but he wants you to grow he wants you to learn he wants you to know certain things there are things he wants to say to you this guy do not really have a relationship with his father that's why they call him the younger son i always say there are two sons when we talk about sonship in the kingdom you've got to understand that even in sonship amen there are levels of maturity yes there are sons that have not grown there are sons they are sons but they are immature sons and that's why the bible say amen that we've got to grow into the fullness of christ fullness of christ is not some lofty revelational dimension of life is a place where we become one in thought with God. Where we become one, hallelujah, in, in, in lifestyle, in behavior. We truly represent God. And I was, I'm, I've said all of this to say that in this season, God is calling certain people, amen, to have close, deep, intimate relationship with the Father. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? Or are you just bumping into his presence to claim something, to get something, to get satisfied? To just get satisfied. It's all about me. There are certain relationships like that. <clears throat> it's all about them. They don't care about the other person. They don't care about the condition, the position, amen, the mindset, the lifestyle, the belief system, amen. They, 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 they desire the objective of the other person. When relationship, amen, is built on selfishness, self-centeredness, it never advances. It never produces its, its intention. A few days ago, I, I saw, I came across one of my right, one of my uh, uh, 
writings. I, 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 in that writing, I said, you know, marriage was never meant for falling people. <laughs> I looked at it and I laughed because that's, that has always been my, my belief system. All right. Marriage was never designed amen, for the fallen humans. I mean, I mean, some falling humans sit in, in some, you know, a, a, a government house somewhere and, and they, they, they define to you, they tell you this is how your marriage should be. This is what marriage should look like. And this is what, who are they to tell you? These are fallen humans. Hallelujah. The senates, the legislatures at their best wisdom are still falling. They are still falling. They don't even know. They don't have a clear, a clear, a clue of why God created marriage. Man, the man and the woman. He, he didn't create man and a woman, amen. Just for amen. Yes, the world to be defined by certain powerful people. He creates, hallelujah, this too to advance his purpose. To advance his purpose. So when two people are going in a relationship. You better know that God is in. You better be sure that God is involved. Because if God is not involved, I'm telling you that relationship is going to end up in heartache. You're going to end up in pain. You're going to end up in sorrow. You're going to end up hallelujah, in the place you don't want to be. Yes. You know why today everybody keeps saying, oh, the world is falling apart. The marriages are falling apart. Even Christian marriages are falling apart. Yes, because it was never designed and built earlier on the values of the kingdom of God. Marriage was never designed for selfish people. It was never designed for selfish people. When you pray, go into your closet. There are things we need to learn. We need to know about the, the, clo the closet. About the secret place. About the inner room. About the upper room. Hallelujah. Yes. This is what we are told. It says shut the door behind you. going to take a people who have been free and delivered from insecurity to love the place of intimacy in the place of prayer because it's just you and him oh but so many things can begin to happen from that to understanding of relationship that can change literally change the face of the earth have you heard the statement that those Who are close to God on their knees are the most powerful people on earth. Because he speaks to them. He shares. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. You think you, you, think you know me? Israel, you think you know me? You don't know me. You're misrepresenting me. You're, you're misrepresenting my purpose for your life. My purpose of calling you. This is what prophet Isaiah was telling the nation. My, my ways are not your ways. And the book we wrote on prayer years ago was, was established on, on Isaiah 55. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And that's from that point when the Lord began to speak to me years ago. I said, I want to know your ways and I want to know your thoughts. See, when you begin to pursue God and the place of intimacy from that position, your lens view changes. Your perspective changes. 
Your objective to life about life changes. Your objective about so many things, marriage, children, it changes. You see, you're no longer living your Christianity based on popular opinion. You know, what somebody likes or what's, what's trendy. No. You, you define the course of a tribe, of a generation because you've heard from God. When you pray, go into your inner room. Do you have an inner room? In the office that I'm trying to construct, there's one room that I've, you know, designated. This is gonna, this is gonna be my prayer room, my where I talk to God. I can do that in my office, but I just want to have a prayer room. I can remember when I was in, when I was in Bible school. We used to have a place called the prayer tower. Tall building. Quite tall. In fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's a, it's a, just a round, you know, dome shape. <laughs> Very few people go there. That place became my, you know, my place of intimacy. Many of the things that I know today, many of the things that I've come into today were received from that prayer room. 1990, 1991, Benin City. I'm not saying we need to go to have some physical prayer room somewhere, prayer mountain somewhere. It's the state of our heart. It's the condition of our life. We have to know how to, how to consecrate God, how to, you know, separate a room in our heart for him. See, the room can be your heart. When every other noise are clamoring your attention, you can shut them out and go into your inner room. And sometimes, sometimes, if not most times, you need to have a place where you can go to. It could be a walk. Just you're hiking, hallelujah. It's not just I'm I'm not just going on a hiking. I'm going because I need to talk to God. It could be a camping away. But don't make it religious. But make it relational, make it personal. And when you do that, the Father will honor you. God honors those who honor him. We live in a time where we no longer honor God. Because of the nature of how our time is being used and regulated by, by Egypt and Babylon. You know, Egypt doesn't want you to have an intimacy, an in intimate time, a personal time with God. You, you want to, who is the God? Let my people go? To serve him where? No, no, no. Uh, it's because uh, you are not occupied. So they occupy you with a lot of work. They occupy you with all kinds of things. You think you're being promoted. Oh, they give you money. They increase your money. They do. They occupy. But they, you are being occupied. 
by the time you get home, you're like somebody who's who's just arrived from, you know, from working in the farm. You're tired. You're beaten upright and down. You're tired. You just want to jump into the bathroom, you know. Yes, get some food, hit the bed. And the next day, the same thing continues. Aluta continua. I could still remember years ago while I was a pastor I was telling the people you that are working walk but pray to God to give you knowledge and wisdom to start your own business because a day is going to come you are going to be needing that business amen yes to, to advance the intentions of God. Why? Because Babylon is going to be seeking to take your time. You need time to do the things of God. You know, one of the things that we have missed today in the church is the fact that we no longer have time. We no longer have time. We've got time, amen, yes, to, to run Bab- Babylon's errand. Yes, we've got time to do so many things. But when it comes to the things of God, we give him the least of our time. And that's why we don't get the kind of results that we wish, that we desire. The kind of, amen. Yeah, you see, you can do certain things and people appreciate it. But if you do the same thing, you do the same thing, waiting on God and allowing God, amen, to input his wisdom into it. You see more result and greater impact. I've seen that. The real impact in the message is not just in the declaration. It's the time that we're spent. It's the way, amen, the spirit of the Lord guides and leads the person. Many things we're doing today that is reducing our time of intimacy. Reducing our time. I'm talking about legitimate things. Reducing our time of intimacy. Because there's so much distraction. We we need to catch up with so many things. I pray that as we are seeking and trying to catch up with so many things. That we need to do those things. That we know how to set our priority like Daniel. In the midst of working for the king. He still had the time. Even when a decree was made. No one should pray in another name. Daniel will still go to his upper chamber and open the window facing Jerusalem and calling on the name of Elion. That was why he was arrested. That was why he was thrown, hallelujah, into the lion's den. And that was why the Lord showed himself. See, when God wants to move in Babylon, he needs a Daniel to walk through. When God wants to walk in Egypt, hallelujah, he needs a Moses to walk through. I hope this message this morning will stay your heart again. I hope this word, hallelujah, will enlighten you, will empower you, will embolden you, because that's the intention. This is our morning, amen, prayer watch. May God continue to guide and lead your heart. May the Spirit of the Lord continue to equip you. And may you continually abide and receive the equipment so you can be indeed 
one that is truly furnished to advance the intentions of God in the place of prayer and in every other area. Thank you so very much, brethren, this morning for listening. I want to believe the Lord that we have impacted ourselves. This is our 17th session on this morning prayer watch intercession. So many resources are out there, friends, that we have on YouTube and, of course, on other platforms that can enrich your life. You can visit our website. You can be so, so touched and impacted on the things that we, we've shared and we're sharing. I pray that God will continue to enlighten you and guide you on the path of truth. That he will not give up and that you will continually see the need to spend quality time. And quality time does not mean, you know, 10 hours. It means even if you're spending 15, 20 minutes before God, let it be a time that is 100% focused on Him. That's what I'm talking about. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit. When you pray, go into your inner room. Shut the door behind. Lord, we thank you this morning. Your mind, your word, your counsel is established. What a word, what a way of awakening us again to the things that concerns your heart. Thank you, Father, for all the brethren that have joined us this morning. I pray for each and every one this morning. I ask grace upon their life, upon their ministry. I pray for them. I pray for my dear brother Desmond this morning. I pray for my dear sister, Sister Joy. I pray for Sister Tina. I pray in the name of Jesus, yes, for uh, uh, this wonderful brother, uh, uh, Fats Jantis. God bless you. I pray for uh, uh, their Apostle Wales, Abraham, in America, visiting America. We pray that that which the Lord has assigned you to do, to carry out in that region, right, to be established to the glory of God. I pray for Brother Dyrus. It's been a while. Evans Edo. It's been a while. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you once again, uh, my brother Bakiso. It's been a while too. Nice to have you guys join this morning. Grace to you. Grace to your life. Grace to your home. Grace, mercy, the peace of God and the goodness of God. Keep growing in your life. Wherever you go this morning, may God perfect his intentions in your life. And all our brethren out there, all our followers and loved ones, we pray for you. Wherever you are, grace to you. Mercy, love, kindness. May your household continue to grow in the goodness of God. May the Father continue to enrich every area of your life, wherever you are, all across the state, all across, yes, the globe, yes, from the north to the south, to the east, to the west, we pray the goodness of God, the grace of God, the awakening light of God in your heart, that you will continue to live your life, yes, to please God in every area of your life. I pray for you. I pray, I pray for you. I pray for you. We pray for the nations. Peace and mercy. Let it continue to reign in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much, everyone. We started a bit late this morning. Yes, uh, so many things that I needed to do. Uh, this winter time is really shifting and changing my, my timing. But we will continue to you know, uh, uh, bring the word as the Spirit of the Lord will guide and lead us. So please do pardon me for that. We hope to see you again uh, uh, by God's grace, hopefully tomorrow, if the Spirit of the Lord permits. Have yourself 
a wonderful day. And uh, if you're watching f uh, from America, well, we'll still pray for you. And uh, wherever your time zone that you're watching or you've listened to or you've been listening to this uh, podcast, we pray mercy and goodness, grace, love of the Father continue to grow in your life. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.